Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to week 10 edition of the DFS Fever Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafing It over there on Twitter, and the master builder himself. I think that's what I could call you, Pierre, at this point in my, my, our relationship here is the master builder at PeeWee31. Pierre Wilson over there on Twitter. Make sure you're following him as well. Loves to answer those start sit questions. It's cool to have some of those things flowing in all the time, Pierre. It seems like uh, I'm always shooting some over to you or, or to you or Rob Norton or anything like that. I, I'm just shooting those things over to you because I, I don't want to give the wrong responses. You know, you guys are the analysts. <laughs> you guys are the experts. I'm just the dumb guy sitting there asking a lot of questions. Well, I mean, you have your your good moments as well. But yeah, um, I try to be a good lineup builder. Sometimes I don't trust myself um, by the time we get to the end of the week. But I had a kind of solid week. Could have been better if I would have done what I built on the lineup last week. But yeah, we enjoy the, the start and sits questions. I know there was one this week that I think I may have goofed up on with Hawkinson and likely. So likely got the touchdown, but Hawkinson was a little more involved than I thought, but hopefully, uh, you know, those type of questions, they still come out on top as winners and looking forward to week 10. We're uh, beyond the halfway point now, yeah. which is just crazy. I was thinking about that, that it's week 10 because I always, each week, you know, I like to introduce what week it is and all that stuff. And, and sometimes I don't have a good memory, so I, I don't know what week it is. I don't pay attention to time. I'm oblivious to it, really. But I, I was like, man, week 10, that's that's over halfway through the football season. But then I started trying to think of positive things, Pierre. Like I'm going, okay, it's it's halfway through the regular season, but that means playoffs are right around the corner. So that's kind of cool, you know, for NFL fans because that's where the payoff is. And then I started thinking about the Baby Bowl, too, and the playoff edition of Baby Bowl that of course Rob Norton puts on and it's one of the shows here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network mm-hmm. and it's a great experience the Baby Bowl Fantasy Playoff Edition is, is one of my favorite things that I do all year I, I love a lot of the stuff but that is like one of my favorites is the Baby Bowl Playoff Edition Pierre I think you did that once or twice yeah I've done it once that was actually my introduction to the, the Baby Bowl format so I missed out on the regular season previously got in on the playoffs Part of the regular season this time around, I actually got fourth this week. Yeah. Uh, finally made it into the, the top 10. And I'm right on the outside of that top 10 overall. I believe I'm Ooh. 15, 14. So I'm I'm not saying much. I'm just slowly building <laughs> my way up. And then hopefully I can I can crack in and kind of sneak my way in here towards the end. Well, and that's a way to build DFS lineups, too, is what it is. It's kind of a DFS game. It's a player elimination game. If you don't know a lot about it, go over there to Rob Norton's pinned tweet. I believe it's still over there. More information. You can inquire him about uh, some of those things at Norton0723 on Twitter to find out more about the Baby Bowl. And uh, put that on your calendar, the Baby Bowl Playoff Edition. Uh, you'll be able to sign up for it. I think I want to say at the end of December here, whatever, before the playoffs start. And a lot of that money goes to charity. I'm going to ask Rob about that. I think he made the donation and I want to get clarification about making those donations over to the different charities that the baby bowl foundation goes to. Plus there's a player pool or a money pool that you also get rewarded out of. If you win that particular week and you win overall, speaking of overall winners, Pierre, I was in you and you and I were both there at the finals of our DraftKings contest that we put on each week for the DFS streamer podcast. And and I knew I was I was like number one heading into the afternoon. I was like, oh, there ain't no way I'm holding on. There ain't no way I'm holding on. It's it's it was tight. I mean, there was a lot of high scores taking place. Um, I didn't get there either. So I know in the the end of the the episode last week for week nine, I built a lineup. I had Justin Fields, 
had Joe Mixon. Uh, both of those guys went nuts. Uh, unfortunately, when it got around to Sunday, I took out Mixon in my actual build. So I didn't oh, no. play him. Definitely cost me um, a spot on the podium. Uh, I think back-to-back weeks, we've had the winner D-Wade for life five. Uh, he did have Justin Fields. He had Travis Etienne, who I also had. He had Devontae Adams, who I also had. He had Ramondre Stevenson, who I also had. Uh, but he had Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Evan Ingram. Kenneth Walker was a big one. Seahawks defense uh, put up a total of 192.92, uh, taking down first place back-to-back weeks. Yeah, anytime you're getting there near the 200 mark, you got it just about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, except for week nine. You needed 250 on week nine. But. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, great lineup, great build. Uh, some of those things, whenever you look back at them, and I do, I've been doing that more and more this year than I have ever before. It may have confused me along the way along uh, <laughs> as well. But, you know, you think about Justin Fields, and we talked about him several times, how the offense was opening up. I also want to say this before we get into that Bears game somewhere along the way. I think that the Bears – Defense. We talked about the Roquan Smith trade. Uh, they're they're basically cashing in as a team, right, to some degree. And those games are going to now be where at the beginning of the year they were lower scoring games. The Bears games were lower score lower scoring. I think now these things are turning into shootouts, and it's almost the Bears have flipped the switch where they're going to allow the defenses their defense to give up points, but they, but they're trusting Justin Fields then to score more points as well. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like a philosophy there in Chicago. And then you look back at it, something like Joe Mixon makes a lot of sense, man. You know, when you look back at it, Jameer Chase is out. We speculated about him running the ball more. And then he's a bell cow back. He doesn't share the touches either, you know, and, and here we are just having another big boom week by a Cincinnati Bengal. Yeah. And it was, it developed really quickly. Like the first half, it all like, started happening and you're like oh no you're gonna need Mixon because he had three really early so uh, yeah Mixon got his week Jameer Chase got his week a couple of weeks ago Tyler Boyd has his week the same week I think Jameer Chase is I'm waiting for the T Higgins boom week I also made T Higgins shares be here I need a T Higgins boom week in my redraft leagues well you gotta expect that it's coming I mean he, he's been spreading the ball around I feel like without Jamar Chase that that Higgins is the receiver one there now but you do have to worry about the offensive line, if they'll be able to keep him upright, give him time to throw it down, which is why I felt Joe Mixon was really going to be in play for when his price went down. Yeah. But also the line just hasn't been able to block. So I figured they'd try to run it a little bit more to establish that. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, I, I, what, he ran one in, he caught one. Is he the one who threw it, the ball in for a touchdown too? Some point? No, that's CMC <laughs> no. the week earlier. No, yeah. I, I did, yeah, all, they all, all the great running backs. 55, 55 fancy points. And they, they like took him out late. So if he would have played that whole game, he could have maybe got close to a century. Who knows? Oh, that was crazy. Oh, hey, Pierre, uh, we're about, like we've talked about halfway mark. I put out a little Twitter question, I guess. A lot of responses back uh, the other day. Uh, who is going to win the AFC? Who's going to win the AFC? You can follow um, the show over there on Twitter. NFI Today with a little underscore there. Uh, who, who was your opinion? Who, who do you think is going to win the AFC division title? Um, before the style. injury, probably the, the Bills. But now I'm concerned about Josh Allen's elbow and how that's going to come back. Well, could you imagine? I mean, just. <laughs> it's bad. Like People are waiting. Like, it's it's clearly it could be something that severe. Um, he still threw a deep bomb, so folks are assuming that it's not because he he threw like a seventy yarder afterwards. But there's right. there's tests; they want to be safe. He's obviously their franchise, so that would be awful. Hopefully, he's okay. But if he is, I, I have the Bills. If not, then 
I still probably go back to the Chiefs, who I yeah. said would probably win the the AFC West when there was all the noise about how stacked that division is. Like until yeah. you can beat the Chiefs, you you got to prove it, and that seems to be the case this year. Yeah, yeah, John. Uh, Josh, it's probably fake news with Josh Allen. They're just trying to distract people from the elections. That's all they're trying to do. I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's election day. Hope you got out there and voted. Pierre, who do you think, uh, which team, uh, oh, I'll just tell you. I already, I already know you know. Kansas City at Jacksonville is the highest game total of the week at 50-50 is what I have right now. It's at 50-50 of the game total. They also, uh, Kansas City has the highest spread. Their spread is at negative uh, 950. And they also have the highest team total there at 30, Pierre. The Lowest <laughs> over under is the Tennessee Denver game. Ooh, that game is going to be a crawl, baby. That game is going to be a crawl game, uh, is what I think it is going to be. And then the lowest point total, uh, your Houston Texans, Pierre. Your Houston Texans at a 17. Your Davis Mill led Houston Texans, 17 points. Hey, I'm just happy it's, it's not us because the, the Coats are uh, <laughs> a, a crap show. For, I want to put that, you know, nice listener, listener friendly. Hey, but hey you're on medication. What is happening buddy. right okay. now? Hey, Pierre's sick. Pierre's got a little, uh, you know, he's a little bit under the weather here, so he almost let one slip there. We're talking about his Colts, we <laughs> we talked about that before. And uh, what is Colts, happening? It's called, they're going to fire you as a fan. Here is what they're going to do next. They, you know, they've 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 benched they benched Matt Ryan. They've fired Reich, which we've talked about him being on the heights hot seat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hired Jeff Saturday. I, I don't know what's That's going on. That's the thing. Like the, the right, that was expected. Like okay. folks knew that was. We've been so bad. We had negative two yards in the first quarter uh, against the Patriots. Uh, we're, we're averaging the lowest offensively. Defense has been really good. So folks expected right. Once you bench Matt Ryan, which I think was Urshay. Once you fire your offensive coordinator, and then you come out and score three points. I mean, the writing's on the wall. But the Jeff Saturday stuff. That's where things are getting crazy. Like, I love Jeff Saturday. Love the history, obviously, of the Coats and what he provided at center with Peyton Manning there. But no coaching experience outside of high school. No ties, you know, to NFL coaching experience. What is is happening? They pulled him from ESPN. He was even shocked. He's like, are you sure that, you know, you got the right guy? Like, he he was shocked when he got the call. So, I mean, we're the laughing stock. Right oh, now, I mean, he's no. a great man. He's a great leader. Yes, you know, yes. it it could work out, um, but just looking across the league and, and what it says uh, with others, you know, waiting, putting in the time, and NFL ranks and college ranks uh, for them to get someone with pretty much zero uh, professional coaching experience, uh, it's just I don't know. It's it's a bad mark right now. Yeah, I hear you. And then I'm sorry you're in that doldrums right now. You can always look forward to getting the number one draft pick, I guess. Those kind of, you know what else I heard? And this is a good thing for all of our uh, DFS streamer listeners. But uh, we, we've we've all been on and not taking any of the Colts for a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> don't, take, don't take any of the Colts because our offense is pitiful. I've also heard that they don't have any play callers. Like there's nobody that's called plays on an NFL level. <laughs> to send them in. So that is going to tell us to mash every single Colt under that you can find. And they won't be able to lower it low enough. You know what I'm saying? Like every kind of under for prop bets or over there on uh prize picks or anything like that. Just, just mash the under button all the time when it comes to Colt lineups. That's. My yeah. So they, they named a, a play caller, a parks, Frazier, 30 years old. Um, was an assistant to Frank Reich apparently. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, With just the, the under. Frazier, so it's, 
we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I don't okay. know. It's a I, madhouse. I'm sorry. Let's go on. Let's move on. Let's, we always look at the DraftKings lineup here on DFS Dreamers. We take an early week look. We are talking on a Tuesday afternoon here uh, about the all these DraftKings lineups and everything like that. And it confused me because what I'm looking at right now, it, it's got the Dallas Green Bay game first over here on RotoWire, which is really weird for them to have that first. I don't know why that's first. But uh, we have this game right here at a 43-point total. Where's our first game on DraftKings? It's Minnesota Buffalo. Right, Pierre? I'm not looking at this wrong. It's Minnesota-Buffalo. This game yeah. totals 45 and a half, and um, Buffalo is favored by a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this game is at 1 o'clock. No Josh Allen. It's a tough game to pick because we got to stay away from this guy, Josh Allen, unless you think everybody's going to be off of him so we can go to him, Pierre. Yeah, I mean, if he's, if he's healthy, he's still playable. Uh, the Vikings haven't been great from a defensive standpoint. Uh, they're at home. They they play better at home. Uh, pay attention to the weather. Like we're we're getting ready to, I know drop about thirty degrees here in Indiana. So I w- I would start to pay attention uh, to some of these cold weather uh, cities as we kind of get into late into the season here, later into okay. the season. But yeah, Josh Allen will still be in play. He's obviously priced up um, because he's you know averaging you know thirty plus um, on the season. Uh, so if he plays, he's playable. I don't think a lot of people will go to him because of a couple other options that we have that I really like as well. Um, so he, he could be a contrarian play, which is usually not the case for Josh Allen. Um, so he's definitely in play. I don't know if I will get there and, and go that route, but for sure him. Diggs, uh, obviously the, the main guy. Gabe Davis is more of a boomer bust type of play. So if he explodes, he's going to get like 30. If he doesn't, he's going to be, you know, single digits or the teens. Um I'm uh, not sure I really like any of the running backs. I know Singletary's been the guy, but you got to expect them to try to get Naeem Hines back involved. And then uh, we can go into Minnesota with the bringbacks if you want. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about Case Keenum. I know you don't like those 5K quarterbacks very often, <laughs> and you you are very successful with them. But Case Keenum was my little darling to look for whenever he was in Cleveland a couple of years ago. I thought that he was going to be the next Ryan Tannehill, you know, whenever Tannehill came in there and relieved Marcus Mariota. I, I don't mind a Case Keenum at 5K against the Minnesota defense, man. Yeah, he's not he's not awful. Um, revenge factor as well if he does, you know, start yeah. Josh Allen's out, you know. Given that he was in Minnesota, so I don't, I don't mind Case. I don't know if I like his upside that you kind of need at the quarterback position. Okay. You know, like this year, you really need thirty plus if you can get it. If not, you want to be in the the upper twenties with value. I think he could get there just because he has weapons, but I probably still wouldn't go that route. Okay, you talked about bringing it back with some folks there, so that kind of takes away any of the wide receivers for uh, for Buffalo right there. But if you're going to run it back with somebody, or if you're going to build a stack with these guys, that Buffalo defense is one of those that has the stigma of being really tough, but they have struggled as of late. They 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 aren't as tough as it seems to be. We've seen them give up some big plays to Green Bay a couple of weeks ago, and I think that they could do the same thing here with Jefferson. And not only that, but I loved what TJ Hawkinson was, how, how involved he was in the game this past week. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't expecting his involvement to be, you know, that much that fast, but clearly he picked up on the offense. Uh, Buffalo's D, they have some injuries in their secondary. Tredavious White, you know, still hurt. Jordan Poyer, uh, the, the great safeties hurt. Micah Hyde's out for the year. So they're they're banged up. Uh, they've been making do with what they have. But when you have top talent like Justin Jefferson, it's hard to, to cover those guys with top corners, uh, let alone, you know, third string, second string guys. So love Jefferson again with Hawkinson. He's the second highest tight end, I believe, uh, behind Kelsey this week. So 
you'll have to pay up for him if you want him. Um, but it was good to see his involvement, as you stated. He saw nine targets, caught on nine for 70 yards. Uh, definitely not what Herb Smith was doing when he was in the lineup. Uh, so like Hawkinson, I like Thielen on the road. Uh, I wish his price was a little bit better, but, I mean, he's, he's Thielen. He can get in the end zone himself. He's down to 5,400, so he's come down a bit. Uh, he was up in the, the 6K range a couple weeks ago, so don't mind Thielen as well. That's really the target tree uh, for the Vikings, Jefferson, Thielen, um, and then Hawkinson, I wouldn't go Osborne, and then I don't like any running backs against the Bills, so I wouldn't touch uh, Dalvin Cook either. I see the Vikings defense down there at 2,200 too. And if it is a backup quarterback in there, they'd be a great one to take a a chance on just because that running game just really hasn't been going for Buffalo very much. So you think that they would have to throw it a little bit. Uh, Detroit at Chicago is the next one. Hey, Pierre, did you see my guy, Justin Fields? Woo! How about them apples? The highest, I think that what did he have the highest rushing total for, by any quarterback ever in the National Football League? That was something else. That was fun to watch. Really opening up that offense. They just got to, uh, they, they throw it to K, uh, uh, Kmart, 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 <laughs> throw it to Moody. All the all those fantasy projections everybody had for those guys at the beginning of the year are finally coming to fruition. But you and I talked about it that they were just playing so, that offense so close to the vest. And now they're opening things up so much. And I think the addition of Claypool was really there too. What an egregious, egregious non-pass interference call there was on that Claypool pass at the end of the game, man. I thought the Bears were going to drive it home, and that was pass interference yeah. if I ever saw it. Yeah, that was that was an awful call, but I mean, I won't go into that. You know, I I get into my whole manipulation stuff, so I, I kind of <laughs> expect that stuff to happen with okay, yeah. certain teams in certain situations. But yeah, man, you, you could see the the writing on the wall here the last few weeks with Fields. Um, you start seeing it right around the, the Vikings game in week five. Um, you start to see him running a little bit more with design plays, not just scrambling, you know, out of the pocket. Um, then you saw 12 against Washington, then 14-8. So once he started getting that rushing upside, I, I really liked him last week. Um, you saw Lamar Jackson run for over 100 yards himself uh, against the Dolphins in a shootout. So that's why I was really heavy um, on fields myself. Uh, if he was going to use his legs, which he did, he sh- he should be successful. He was uh, accurate, you know, through you know sixty plus percent uh, the last three weeks from a, an accuracy standpoint. And then, like I, I mentioned as well, like getting Claypool would help open up Mooney, even if he wasn't going to play all the snaps, because we saw it with Allen Robinson basically just running sprints last year, how it opened up things for Mooney. So that was the case. Met finally got involved. He was a, a big, you know, deep darling from a tight end position so really good to see and now you get the detroit lions defense um i know they kind of have the i don't even know what it was against the packers where all of a sudden they could i don't know if they were playing good defense or the packers were just playing poor offense but i expect uh them to kind of come back to earth a bit and fields is still at a really good price i know he came up uh 1200 but when you look at what he's done really the last four weeks or so he's still gonna hit that three times the value if he can do that again yeah, he's going to be our first 10K player. I have much confidence in him right now. Uh, hey, if I'm pairing him up, I'm probably not going to uh, play any of the Bears running backs this game. Although, mm-hmm. you know, it's against Detroit. So if there, I have a one-off that I want to go to here, and I just got an inkling of wanting to get a piece of this game, I probably will. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'd probably even go Herbert. I think Herbert has much chance to score as Montgomery and save me 100 bucks. But it seems like Montgomery's getting all the work there. But I'm, I'm not going to build my stack around him. But I, I'm not going to go back to the Cole Komet tree either because he got three last week you know what i mean he's got he got his touchdowns last week so i think i would rather go off and try to get a mooney and a claypool this week 
Because if I see the Bears coaching staff and what they're trying to do, they're trying to build on these things each and every week. And I think that they're going to try and they're like, okay, we got the commit plays down pat. So now I'm going to go to Mooney. Now I'm going to go to Claypool and try to get them paid, so to speak, against these Detroit Lions. That's what I'm going to do. And and they're (laughs) great prices. And I think you could build some really good lineups if you just use those three guys. You can. So this is a week to play the running backs because everyone's probably going to be on field after what just happened. Um, I think I'll probably be on fields again. Um, but I, I do like I like the receivers. I like Mooney. I like Claypool. I think I will probably go Claypool. Uh, if I were to play this week for one, you now get a, a $700 savings. As we just saw Mooney jump up $800. Claypool should be more involved. He only played like 30, 35% of the snaps last week. Um, I, I expect him to really take over the equanimity of St. Brown snaps. But I like Cole Komet too. Um, you mentioned the the 3,400, how he got the multiple touchdowns, but uh, he saw six targets. He's running like 90% of the routes himself. Yeah. Uh, at 3,400, when you, you got guys, yeah, other people are going to flock to, like Tyler Higby, who got me a zero um, in that range, uh-huh. uh, Greg Docich, you know, Kokomet will still be a, a lower played, a lower owned guy that you can go back to and stack up and pair with, with Justin Fields here. I'm wor- worried about the Detroit Lions. They they look out of sync. They look out of whack. And, yeah, they played against the Packers last week. And the Packers defense, I think, could do that to you a little bit. But they should have scored more. I just I, – I just, with all the turnovers and everything, they, it feels like they should have scored more. And it didn't do it. They didn't do it the week before. Maybe coming off the bye, bye week, it was hurt. Yeah, I, I don't know. But they just look out of sync, especially without uh, Swift back there in the backfield all that often. I just – I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's unique because they, they tend to play better at home, and that did not happen. Uh, with the Packers, I mean, their defense isn't bad. Yeah. I know they had a few injuries. I, I did expect them to put up more, but as you mentioned earlier, like without, you know, Roquan Smith and these guys there with the Bears, their games could turn into shootouts, and you're looking at the third highest over-under on the slate, uh, 48 and a half between the Lions and the Bears. And uh, one thing I really – I need to get better at from a DFS standpoint is mm-hmm. isolating my games. Um, you look at how many people you got to put in the lineup. You know, you you got a bunch of slots, what, eight, nine slots that you have to, to build a, a lineup over. It's really hard to get a whole bunch of one-off situations correct. Um, when you see with a lot of those that are successful, they're getting, you know, two, three games correct. That's it. And that's the importance of, of stacking is you're you're trying to to narrow the amount of things you have to get right. If you can get one or two games right, then it's a lot easier to get, you know, one or two one-offs right. Um, so what I got to do better at myself is is kind of stacking the games. And I, I say that even with, like, last week. So I had Fields. Um, I went with him. I rolled him out naked. So I didn't pair him up with anybody. Um, you saw Komet and, and Mooney both had really good games. So that could have narrowed down my my playing field. And then I didn't play any Dolphins. So I went with Devontae Adams. He was great. But I also went with Diggs, who wasn't great. Um, but you could have went back and, and kind of that brought that bring back situation that we talk about. Uh, both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle would have been just fine. Um, so just looking at that game, you know, I missed a lot of opportunities trying to get and guess elsewhere. Well, I, I, but yeah, and I, I understand that. Yes, uh, we're always trying to get better build better lineups each and every week. And I know that that's something that I could do as well. I like to do the one-offs just to outthink the room. That's what I like to do, Pierre. I'm going to outthink you with this guy. I'm outthink you with that guy. That's where I do. That's my, that's it's too my hard trash. to outthink the room. It's too hard. Uh, well, me and Bill Belichick sit down and have a cup of coffee and try and do it together. 
Okay. And Joe Madden. We we bring in Joe Madden every once in a while. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> to bat Wilson Contreras at lead off. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Joe, I told you not to do it. Uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Oh, this is like a, oh what? You got oh, hold on, hold on. Okay. With, with, the, with the Lions. They are, they are playable. So okay. I like Jamal Williams. Uh, he played like 71% of the snaps. If they're going to bring Swift back slowly, uh, the Bears are giving it up on the ground. He saw 24 attempts. Uh, last week um so i expect him to, to get involved he's kind of hit it or miss but he has that that 20 plus upside if he can get that for 5900 a good value for jamal williams i'm on ross st brown still the main uh character uh here from the receiving core uh he's seeing you know still nine to ten targets so if they're going to keep this game close they really need him to be involved so i like him and tight ends a it's a crap shoot uh here with brock wright james mitchell uh shane zilstra so I, I played right, and he he's the only one that didn't catch a touchdown out of three. <laughs> so it just shows me the, the kind of week I could have had versus what I did have. Uh, but, again, you can take a toss-up if you need a punt play. Um, I think I lean with Mitchell. He's got the more athleticism. Um, but these guys are in play, especially if you play on if you plan on playing Fields and the Bears. You want to bring it back and kind of simplify your, your lineup with some lines. Punt play? What are you, are you taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneer punter? Now, is that what you're doing at GFS? You know what a punt play is. Don't play with me. Uh, he got the game ball last week. The punter did. He got the game ball. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Uh, Pierre, this one was had that highest point total of 50.50. And I think uh, Kansas City's got the highest. We're not going to outthink it, right? We're not going to outthink this one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at 7,900. Be great to pair him up with a Kelsey and a Schuster and then run it back with a Kirk. That's all we got to do, right? That's all we got to do. I mean, it could be that simple. It really could. Um, I think I like Mahomes right there with Fields. They're probably my my top two uh, early on right now from a, a quarterback standpoint. But, yeah, uh, usually you want Kelsey involved. You're going to be different just by paying up to that 7800 for him. If you do go that route, Juju seems to be becoming his, his wide receiver target. Uh, you look at the, the last three weeks, he's put up 18-plus fantasy points. Uh, getting, you know, 12 targets, eight targets the last couple weeks. So they brought him in to do just that. Um, I don't mind Scantling as well. He seems to be in every other week type. Uh, he's all the way down at 4,100. Um, he's more of a boom bust, kind of like a Gabe Davis, where you need him to, to have a couple big plays. But at 4,100, if he can get you 12 plus, you know, at that price in a, in a home stack, then great. Uh, could definitely play him. Wouldn't touch the running backs there at all. Then with Jacksonville, yeah, it's Kirk. Uh, the Jones boys, and then Travis Etienne. Uh, he's up to 7,100, but the Chiefs still give up a ton of points on the ground. We just saw King Henry. I know he's the king, but you, know, you see guys, you know, run all over the Chiefs uh, this year. So Etienne still at a decent price yeah. um, to pair up with the, both the receivers there with the Jones boys and Kirk, as well as Evan Ingram. He kind of had a down week after, you know, four really good weeks in a row for his price tag. Uh, so folks are off him after his two-target game. Uh, a lot of good bringbacks on the the Jacksonville side if you want to stack up the Chiefs. Well, I just started playing around with it while you were talking, giving us that advice. And I do like that Ingram thought just because if if he has a real bad game, it seems like the next game I'm always going, dog, I knew I should have played him this game because, you know, like like I knew I shouldn't have played him last time. I knew I should have played him this time. It's just one of those things where it's like whenever you think you shouldn't play Ingram – that's when you should, and whenever you shouldn't. <laughs> I just start playing around with it, though. I put, oh, that's what I didn't do. I did, I didn't put Kelsey in there. I need to put Kelsey in there instead of. Well, Schuster. that's the thing. That's what's going to get you different. So if people are stacking this game, yeah, their tight end is probably going to be Kelsey. 
So yeah. you would hope that he maybe only has, you know, one of those 15-point games. If Ingram can match him at 15 with 3,300 versus 7,800, then you have a leg up on the field. I put a Mahomes, ETN, a Kirk, and a Schuster in there, and then I went ahead and, and got a, a Vikings defense, and I still got 52 and a quarter left to spend on the other positions. So that's, I think feels- defense may be popular. I think they're going to grade out as the, the best value, um, just given their price. Given what the Jets just kind of did for minimum at 2K against the Bills, so I think they'll be popular. I'm not sure if it's a good play if Allen plays, but they they will open up a lot of things, um, especially this this Jags and Chiefs game. If you do want to stack it, yeah, I wouldn't mind a, a Cleveland against Miami either. And I know Miami torched them all, but I still think two has got an interception for, for a touchdown and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, next game, <laughs> next game, Cleveland at Miami. Let's go yeah, ahead and talk about this transition. Game a yeah, thank you very much. I'm a professional. 48 and a half point total for this one is for the Cleveland and Miami game. And I know what we just saw with the Miami Dolphins, and they're going to be going back home. Usually that means like a Cleveland team seems to me like they're going to be uh, asleep at the wheel kind of a thing, right? Because they're going to Miami kind of on vacation, a little thing. I know they just had a bye week too, so maybe there's going to be mm-hmm. a little bit of rust. But man, these games turn into shootouts. Do you think Cleveland's going to be able to hang with Miami in this shootout contest that right now is sitting at 48 and a half here I don't, I, I don't know i wish i wish it was someone other than jacoby Brissett at quarterback for right, the Browns. right um, i like jacoby uh, obviously former coach love his heart uh his teammates seem to love him everywhere he goes but he doesn't really i don't know if he has the upside to to keep these games close um jared goff did so i, I guess I, I who knows um it's possible so nick chubb i think will be in play no one wants to play him like any week for for some reason. Uh, you look at him; he's eighty one hundred. If they're going to be in this game, I think it's going to be on the back of Nick Chubb, and maybe you get a game where Cleveland gets out early um, through grinding, you know, with Nick Chubb on the ground, and then you know, Tua they have to come back uh, and start to throw it to you know the Tyreeks and Waddles. Um, don't mind uh, and Joku if he comes back. I think he right. could be a good play. Uh, he's only 4,100. It sounds like he's going to play. You, you can see just last week, you know, with the the, the um, Kokomet situation there with the Bears against the Dolphins, they do give up points, you know, to the tight end position. So don't mind Joku at 4,100. Mark Cooper's obviously the, the receiver you would want from Cleveland. I just don't like his splits on the road. Uh, he just plays much better at home, and this game is in Miami. So not a big fan of Cooper, which worries me if they do get behind. They might not be able to keep up. Obviously, the, the Dolphins are going to be popular. Tua, Waddle, Tyreek Hill, they're the, the main pieces. Folks are going to continue to double stack them as long as they right. continue to hit and make people money. So I think they'll be popular. Um, the running back situation is split now. I don't I don't like it with both Wilson and Mostert, Mostert there. So uh, this game, I think it'll be popular. I think it's going to be one I'm going to stay away from and hope and hope that it's finally a week that the Dolphins don't do Dolphins things. Okay, I, I, I just built a little lineup there, too, and I got 55-50 left. I put Peoples-Jones in there instead 
of uh, Cooper just because, like you said, he doesn't play as well on the road. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I also stuck a Jeffrey Wilson Jr. in there for Miami. Instead of a Waddle, I put Hill and Tagovailoa in there, kept the Viking defense in. I have 55-50 left. And the reason okay. why I put Je- Jeffrey Wilson in there, I do think that he could possibly take over that backfield. Uh, they like him. They brought him in. They went out and got him at the trade deadline. He came right in and made a big impact. And to me, if you're in redraft leagues or whatever, if Wilson is out there or you could get him for a skittish kind of price – from the owner or whatever, I would do so. He 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 just he has got something to prove to me, and they he knows the offense. He came in the first week and was able to score a couple of touchdowns or score a touchdown anyway. I don't think it was two, but he had a lot of run that first week. I know. I think they like them both. That's the issue. Like yes. they both came from San Francisco. They both were with Mike McDaniel's, so he just knows them both. And I think they're just kind of going to spell each other. They both saw roughly forty nine percent of the snaps. Last week, I think that's the plan that they have. I don't think either one of these guys are are going to move forward as the the top back unless one of them gets hurt, which obviously we hope that doesn't happen. The next one, Pierre, is Houston and New York. This point total just sitting down there at 41. I don't like this game a lot, and I do like this game a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I want to play, you got to you got to play Saquon Barkley. If you're going to have a one off on anything, you got to play yes. Saquon Barkley against Houston. And I don't mind Pierce. Pierce each week keeps getting more and more work. He didn't get in the end zone, but they had a couple of red zone looks. He just wasn't the beneficiary of that. But you know, I I, I don't know. I think he could be a contrarian play this week. So I kind of like that and I, I can't do anything with the wide receivers so I, I out of this game which means <laughs> I can't do anything with the quarterbacks I just want the running backs yeah that's pretty much what I, I'm looking at too like I do think Pierce is in play uh still a good price 6300 definitely the the bell cow back uh there even against the the Eagles where they were trailing he still saw 27 attempts uh, 139 yards didn't get in the end zone if he gets in the end zone you're looking at you know 24 versus you know, the 16.9 or so. So do like Pierce, obviously love Saquon. He'll be popular. I think everybody knows the the play running backs against the Texans at this point. Um, that will continue. Uh, if you don't play him, you obviously hope that he fails because so many people will be on him yeah. that you'll, again, have a leg up if he doesn't. But I expect him to, to get enough touches uh, to do damage here. Uh, the Giants, it sounds like they're going to they're gonna play Kenny Galladay this week. Uh, for what I've seen, he's 4K. Okay. Not sure what you think about him. Obviously, he's he's shown in the past that he can, you know, be a, a top flight type of receiver. Hasn't shown it with the Giants, but, you know, he's worth a shot. Uh, they really just got him, you know, Wendell Robinson right now. So with that being the case at 4K, if you need a punt, um, you may want to try to take a shot on Kenny Galladay and see if he can maybe find that fountain of youth after risking multiple weeks. But otherwise, I'm with you, um, Saquon, Damian Pierce. With the running backs, don't mind looking at the the tight end situation uh, with the Giants. So if uh, Bellinger's out again, uh, you look at Tanner Hudson, seemed to be the pass-catching tight end uh, in this offense. Uh, Saw five targets, caught three for 58. He can get you another eight points again at 2,600. That will open up some salary elsewhere. A couple of things here. Darius Slayton's mother just called into the show and was very upset that you didn't mention him as one of the wide receivers. I number know. two, number two, you can never make fun of me of a Kez Watkins pick again if you're going to pick Kenny Galladay as one of your possible picks. Oh, no. Kenny Galladay's actually been good in this lifetime. Kez Watkins has never been good. Don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> 
Kez Watkins has more catches this year than Kenny Galladay, probably. Okay, that's this uh, year. I'm talking about touchdowns, like, touchdowns for sure. Uh, no, I don't care. And, and number uh, Nico Collins, by the way, this could, he could be returning for the Houston Texans, so you know, he might be that 4K receiver too. If you're looking for a punt, a, pa- a punt, punt throw, or what do you call it? A punt, punt play, punt play. Uh, <laughs> punt play. Yeah, number number three. I forgot number three already at this point. <laughs> oh well. Oh, so I don't mind the defense. Oh, I know what it was. Go ahead. Uh, number three was I started to build a lineup with this game too, just like I had the last two games, and I started plugging mm-hmm. people in there. And DraftKings said, "Don't do it." That's what it said. It came back. <laughs> don't do this. I'll so. say from a, a salary standpoint, I think Daniel Jones might be the cheapest. Might be the cheapest. I'm willing to go. I don't know. We'll see what happens here later it's, with some of these later games. But. but, you know, the Texans just don't give up a lot of points to quarterbacks because it, it's always a running back heavy game whenever you're playing the Texans. You know what I mean? So, eh, Daniel Jones got legs, but I still – Yeah, that's why he can run. That's the thing. So, I mean, he, he rushed for 100 yards Barkley. against Jacksonville. So, so Saquon Barkley. They can put Kenny Galladay back there at running back, and he can run too. New York, <laughs> New Orleans at Pittsburgh, Pierre. You're sick. You're going to get mad at me if I keep talking trash. Like, 40-and-a-half point total for this one, Pierre. Uh, this is going to – DraftKings is going to tell me to stay away from this game too, Pierre. I, I don't want to play this lineup either. I I have nothing. I have nothing I want to play in here. Eh, I mean, Kamara, he's always in play. 7,400, though. 7, I, mean, 4, I mean, what's what's wrong with 7,400 for Kamara? He got 42 points okay. like two weeks ago. Um, he's got That's what he does. He gets, yeah, he gets a big week with it. Dalton, if they stick with Dalton, like he's just a, a dump-off type of guy. So if they go to Jameis, you probably don't want Kamara. Uh, you obviously have the risk, obviously, of Taysom, you know, vote for him as well. But if Dalton's in the lineup... This is a, a team that they can compete with. Like the Steelers aren't great either, um, as long as they don't have TJ Watt back, which I don't think he's due to come back just yet. Um, and then with the Steelers, I mean, they got look at their prices. Like at the beginning of the year, like Najee Harris, fifty five hundred. Really? Wow. You go to the receivings, Deontay Johnson, fifty eight hundred. There's no Claypool now. You know, Pickens is five K. There's no Claypool. They're they're like a two man show there. Uh, so it just depends on what, what they can do, what, you know, they got fire move. I like their prices, uh, uh, on the Steelers side. I don't necessarily like the, the 19 point total that Vegas is projected for them, but when you look at the, the talent and the names and the prices, it's intriguing from a one-off situation, given that there's one less head to feed, uh, there in that, for that team now. Yeah, and and even a Warren might might be appealing at forty nine hundred. Just I, I, he ran the ball pretty well. I I don't want to do that, but I'm just sitting there looking at it, going, "Wow, there are some possibilities here." Now that you bring it up, and I wonder how much our price, our our game totals that we're looking at t- on Tuesday afternoon, how much they're reflected from what happened in New Orleans yesterday. I think, or in that New Orleans game anyway. Some of the defensive mm-hmm. players got banged up for New Orleans, so their defense yeah. might not be as strong going into this game. Pierre, you're almost talking me into a little bit of Pittsburgh. I mean, for one-off situations, like their their prices are good. They're at home, um, like you said. The the Saints, they're they're struggling. Even the Pittsburgh defense, they haven't been great at all. But twenty eight hundred playing at home, either Jameis or Andy Dalton on the other side, like you can get some things done with those three throwing the ball to you. Okay, yeah, and Chris Olave is always in play at sixty eight hundred. It feels like nowadays, if 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 he if you feel solely inclined to do so. All right, Pierre, I've been flipping. He's the only guy there with Michael Thomas now out and Landry's ankle. 
I don't know. We're not going to get any points for the rest of these games, Pierre. This is, next one is Denver and Tennessee. This isn't any fun either, really. I mean, we could always go to Derrick Henry, but going against the Denver Broncos, I don't know that I want to go against Derrick, uh, against, uh, put a Derrick Henry into a lineup. We already talked about this game total being at 38 and a half. That's no fun. Yeah, I mean, he's Henry. So if no one's going to play him and he goes for his 30 plus, then good for you. But I don't, I don't know if I can do it either. <laughs> Um, Broncos, I, I don't mind the receivers. The, the Titans have kind of struggled in the secondary. So either a Judy or Sutton, they're both under 6K. I wouldn't mind one of them as a one-off. And then I think Dolchich, he'll still be popular. He's only 3,400. Uh, he's really paid that off all three games that he's played. So uh, Dolchich, Sutton, Judy from the, the Broncos side. And then you can always try to take a shot on Henry. Lots going to rely on Tannehill. Like if he plays, then this game could – could see a total start to climb a little bit. It obviously won't if Malik Wells is still the, the quarterback. He just doesn't look quite ready. Yeah, I wonder if Russell Wilson is going to be able to play in this game. I mean, effectively and well. We saw what Mahomes did against the Titans, but a lot of that was on the ground with his legs. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that they, they passed the ball because, of course, that was the Kansas City Chiefs. But this is the Denver Broncos who have struggled to pass the ball a little bit this year. And really, I wonder if Russell Wilson is going to start running this game and maybe we'll see the higher – point total through his legs maybe do you think you think they regret signing him to that big deal oh yeah they uh, you know they 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 got to you would think they have to yeah. but you think it's him or, or Hackett? i i don't know you know i no. the the denver people want to say it's Hackett more so than russell wilson but i wonder if they're just in denial you know what i mean yeah looking at seattle it looks like it's it could be Wilson because Geno's been great. So, <laughs> yeah, I, he has been great. Uh, anyway, Indianapolis and Las Vegas. This isn't a very good game either, Pierre. To start playing things on, I'm, I'm not trying to rip on it. It's 42 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to do. I think I don't. I, I don't see a lot of players that I want to play here. Josh Jacobs might be one of the most appealing plays to me because he hasn't done much the last couple of games, and I think people will be off him. But his mm-hmm. usage has still been there. I know Abdullah has got a couple of things, a couple of pass plays on third down or something like that along the way. But that just happens during a game if your running back is gassed and tired. I think Josh Jacobs might be my play out of this one. Yeah, I mean, he's been popular uh, ever since his, his basically three-week explosion. He's kind of come back down to earth. I do like the, the Colts' defense against the run. Like the, the Colts' defense is really the only thing that has been solid within Indy all year. Um, from a from a real life football standpoint, this might be the most intriguing game on the on the slate. Though mm. uh, you think about the oh, Jeff yeah. Saturday, it's his first coaching, you know, debut uh, there against the Raiders. Uh, they had the little clip where he he had posted and tweeted like a few weeks ago as the ESPN analyst how the Raiders stink, and so now his first game is against the Raiders as a head coach. You have Josh McDaniels on the hot seat on the other side. Um, with the Raiders, he 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 kind of bolts it on the Colts himself, and he's the one that led to the whole Frank Reich hiring because he backed out of the, the Colts deal when Chris Ballard tried to hire him. Devontae Adams is upset. Folks are questioning if Derek Carr's the, the quarterback for the future. So just from a, a drama and entertainment standpoint, um, I really like this game. Okay. Uh, if, if the Raiders lose to the Colts, like, Josh McDaniels could be the next one to, to get termed or, or fired, but I do. I don't mind Jacobs. I don't mind Devontae Adams. I, I feel like they'll probably shadow him a bit with Gilmore, which concerns me. Um, from the coach standpoint, 
I mean, I wish it wasn't Ellinger. If it was like a Foles or a, or Matt Ryan was healthy, I would love Pittman at 6200 That's a good price for him as a talent. If Jonathan Taylor's back, 7500 is the cheapest he's been, you know, in, in almost a year and a half. But just given how bad the offensive line is, given that it's Ellinger, I'm not sure you could play much besides the defenses um, in this game. Besides the defenses, do you think that and this is going off DFS streamer stuff here? We've got two more games left to go after this one. Uh, do you think that a Jeff Saturday brings back a Matt Ryan? And I know that there's a whole paycheck thing and I know all that stuff, but I mean, you know, if he's know. allowed, he would. But everything that I've heard, everything that the local beat writers are saying is all of this has been Ursay. It hasn't been Reich, it hasn't been Ballard. Ursay was the one that won it, Carson Lynch traded. Uh, Ursay was the one that wanted, you know, Matt Ryan benched, and Ursay was the one that that pulled the trigger on Jeff Saturday. Many say that Ballard thought he was nuts, but he's basically in a position where he's just a, a lame duck otherwise as a GM. So if Ursay gives Jeff Saturday the 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 green light to bring back Matt Ryan when he's healthy, I think he will. Um, otherwise, I I think it's gonna be Ellinger um, and, until the owner says otherwise. So at the time that Matt Ryan got benched, I remember you saying that Ursay had seen a lot of football, so maybe Ursay knows what he's talking about because Ellinger <laughs> played well in the preseason. Uh, has your thoughts changed? I don't know if it's changed. Like I, I still believe that Jim Ursay is a, a good talent evaluator. Um, okay. My thoughts are I don't know what his long-term goal is. <laughs> like it, it could be a tank. It could be a, a tank job, and he's just kind of brought in Saturday to finish out these eight games to, to ensure yeah. that we get a, a top pick so we're not going through this quarterback carousel, you know, for another six to seven years right. after Andrew Luck's retirement. Um, or, I mean, he's he's had an issue with substances as well. Uh, hopefully that's not the case, but he, he could be back on the wagon um, and just making, you know, ballistic decisions for all I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wait till you hear it back. Wait till you hear that part back. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, next game: Dallas at Green Bay. I've seen this one all over Fox. They're trying to get this game hyped up and everything. I just can't get hyped up for this game. I'm sorry. I am getting sad <laughs> watching all these older quarterbacks not do really well. I'm just I'm getting sad watching all these older quarterbacks struggle. And this mm -hmm. game total sitting there at 43. Dallas is coming off of a bye week. We don't think that is I, I don't know that Ezekiel Elliott's going to play. If so, I don't know how many snaps he will play. He looks a little bit banged up. Maybe they're going to save him a little bit more for the playoffs, especially against this uh, Green Bay Packer defense that's really kind of tough. And I think that they'll step up to the plate mm -hmm. even a little bit more if all the wide receivers are banged up, uh, the, like which, you know, it seems like every wide receiver is. And I know that, <laughs> and I, well, I know, I know Chris Watson doesn't have a concussion, so he may be back. I, I'm, I'm looking to play a lot of these Dallas Cowboys, if anything. I, I think I'm going to stay away from most of these Green Bay Packers beer. Yeah, I think. I think I like the Packers defense. I know they're they're hurt. They banged up. They lost for Sean Gary uh, to an ACL. Uh, Eric Stokes, you know he, he. I think he was in a walking boot. So it does worry me about the the injuries to the defense. But twenty four hundred, uh, they're one of the cheaper ones on the slate. Especially if folks are going to be on the Vikings for that two hundred less. Um, you look at their splits over the last two years. They average nine point two uh, fantasy points at home versus four point one on the road. Uh, so I don't I don't mind them um, this week against the Cowboys. It does sound like Ezekiel Elliott's going to play according to Jerry Jones. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll watch the practice reports to see if that's actually the case. If not, you really got to like Tony Pollard, Tony, Tony Pollard again at 6,500. Um, if Zeke's out, if he's in, I mean, we've, we've seen Dallas be, be Dallas at times. We've seen Dak make mistakes. Um, they really, you know, they got CD lamb Gallup, but you got to expect you hear Alexander to kind of follow him around. They're coming off this big win, you know, at home indoors, um, against the bears. Uh, it could be a different situation um, in Green Bay, in Lambeau, temperatures dropping to the 30s. Um, it could be tough there for for Dallas. You got the Mike McCarthy return to, to Lambeau type situation. And again, you know, I like teams that everyone's kind of down on them. Mm-hmm. Everyone's I- down on the Packers right now. Uh, I think folks are probably going to expect the Cowboys to win, just like everyone's down on the Bucks. And I kid you not, um, we're watching that game. And obviously they had the the turnover on downs and I think the Rams got the ball back, maybe a couple minutes left, two minutes left. I looked at my wife and I said that Tampa's going to get this ball back and win, you know, me, my theories. And sure enough, <laughs> like they had a punt like 50 seconds and all of a sudden the Buccaneers offense, the best they've looked all game, drive down the field, 50 seconds, touchdown. And, you know, all of a sudden the Bucks are back. I think you could have this type of situation with the, the Packers. Um, I'm not saying they're going to be back. But this is one of those games where all of a sudden, like, Rodgers just looks right. Um, and all of a sudden, the Packers get the weight at home that they need and, and kind of they're back in it. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, it, it may not be the case, but I like theories, and that's the one okay. I'm sticking to right now. Uh, you're avoiding the word conspiracy, but I understand what you're saying. And it's a Sunday afternoon game, like you said, and and they've been hyping this game up, so they're going to try and maybe keep this one competitive. But that doesn't mean high scoring. That just mm-hmm. may be low scoring uh, kind of a thing, and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is playing the hero. Uh, Vegas has Odell Beckham Jr. as the favorite to go to the, mm-hmm. or, or the Cowboys as the favorite to for Odell Beckham Jr. to go to. I, I don't like that, Pierre, and I don't like it from a Dallas Cowboy perspective because now we got Michael Gallup coming off of his injuries. Now we got Odell Beckham. We got uh, you know, it, it seems like uh, Ezekiel Elliott always nursing some kind of knee injury or so. And Dak Prescott, uh, too many injuries, man, too many injuries. And we've seen how effective some of these players can be coming back from injuries. And Odell Beckham doesn't seem to be some guy who he's not a young guy. You know, he's he's an older guy now and he may not be as effective. He may be more than Michael Gallup territory than an Odell Beckham of the past. Potentially. But I mean, you look at it from a Cowboy standpoint, I think they realize like what Amari Cooper did. Um, and just having him on the field, how to open things up for Gallup, uh, for CD Lamb. Um, so you would hope that a Beckham could do the same because you saw him do it, you know, um, obviously before the injury, uh, with the Rams and uh, with Cooper Cup. I-, I think the Packers across the field probably need him a little bit more. Uh, I think he could kind of help them out a bit more. So I don't know if that will happen, but, um, to address conspiracy, I don't think it's conspiracy. I just I feel that everything on TV makes money right and so if everything makes money that's on television there's going to be some type of manipulation so you know vegas has their hand in in everything it's all i'm stating it's not conspiracy it's just facts that you know things that are televised you know have money involved and there's always going to be some type of manipulation whenever you know reality tv whatever it is there's there's something behind the scenes but um i do like beckham to to come back i mean you're looking at early december He's probably going to try to come to a team that's going to make a playoff push, which, you know, the Packers don't win a couple games. They'll probably be eliminated from that situation. Right. Uh, but it could help the Cowboys, uh, even if it's just more of a, a decoy and making, you know, those move the chain type catches. 
Yeah, and and what if he a lot of drama if Odell Beckham is sitting in a, in the stands <laughs> or up in a box seat while during this game because both of those guys have been rumored to play. If 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 the Rock is there holding a first down marker, we know the fix is in Arizona oh, at geez. the Los Angeles Rams. This game total is at forty three and a half for this one uh, interdivisional game. I want to say this should be a run them up, shoot them up thing because Cliff Kingsbury is really on the hot seat. Arizona almost seems to be mailing it in this season to some degree. You know what I mean? Like they just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, they, they seem to be waiting for Cliff Kingsbury to be fired is what they're going to do. And sometimes during these <laughs> situations, they help the they help the situation. Might be a get-right game for the Rams, but I, I just I don't want this game either. 43-and-a-half. I know we say Cooper Cup every single week is something that you can do. Is that going to be this week as well, Pierre? And that, this is the one team that I don't like playing Cooper Cup against. Okay. Like if you look, he, he, he struggled against the Cardinals. Um this year, you know, 16.4, you know, he had, like, six targets, four for 44. Uh, last year, he had three games against them, 11, 17, and then he had one big one in Arizona for, for 34.3. But that's that's three out of the last four games he didn't crack 20 points, which for, for 9K, still dealing with his, his ankle. I know he looked fine, but I just – I don't think it's even Cooper Cup no matter what this week. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um it could be a bounce back spot for Higby. Um, he let me down uh, as well as many others. One target, zero points uh, against Tampa, who really struggles against tight ends themselves. But Arizona also struggles against tight ends. We just saw Fant uh, have a really good game uh, last week against them. So I don't know. Both these teams are are really just struggling. Uh, even with, with Hopkins back, the Cardinals aren't really putting up the points. You say it's Kingsbury. That could be the case. The Rams can't block. They can't run the ball. So both these teams just don't look that great. Um, I don't know if I'll have much from this game at all, mm-hmm. even Cooper Cup. So probably yeah, and, DeAndre and, Hopkins, I, I would guess, would be the the one play. And then if you do think Cup is going to have a good game, you can play Stafford at, at 5600 That's one of the cheaper prices that you'll see on Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Sean McVay has said something needs to change or something that that change is needed. Uh, maybe they'll get Whitworth to come back out of retirement and it'll be on the offensive line. That's what's going to change because this game, this team is really struggling, and the offensive line has a lot to do with that. So I, I don't think you can fix all that stuff in one week. Only th- it yeah. sounds it sounds to me like it. You know, they may be that Williams character in from the sidelines or something to be a running back. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I agree with you. I'm probably staying away from this one just a little bit myself. All right, so Pierre, as you go ahead and start thinking about that lineup that you're going to build for us, I'll remind everybody to follow you over there on Twitter at PWee31. On Twitter, you can follow me as well at Lofinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore and Please subscribe. Please like. Leave a comment. Leave leave a heart. Whatever you got to do on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the podcast on. That always helps us out. And we do greatly appreciate it, especially if you leave a comment about some concern that you have about my lineup abilities. <laughs> no, uh, just, <laughs> yeah, whatever comments you can do, that'd be great. All right, Pierre, you, we, we, we play in this game about quarterbacks. I, I think more than anything, you're going to play Saquon Barkley in a lineup more than anything else. But if I'm thinking about a quarterback and who you've talked about this week, I think you're going to go back to the well with a Justin Fields this week against Detroit. You are correct. Uh, I don't blame you, big boy. I mean, he he's still a good price, 6,500. So I'm going to go Fields, and I'm going to go kind of what I talked about. I'm going to try to just narrow down my my roster okay. to the point that I'm not trying to to get a bunch of different pieces right. I'm just trying okay. to get a couple pieces right. So going Fields, going to pair him up with Claypool and Komet. Okay. All right. 
Claypool, Komet. I'm going to bring it back with Jamal Williams. At running back there, 5,900. I just feel like he's going to be more in play than Swift as they ease him back. Give me Barkley at 8,600. Like you stated, got to have him in against the Texans. I want these Chiefs as well, 30-point total. So I'm going to take two. I'm going to take Juju at 6K and Marquez Valdez-Cantling at 4,100. So I won't have Mahomes, but I will have a part of that the, the Chiefs offense. Give me Diggs. I think Allen will play. Um, I like Diggs at home. I like Buffalo to, to bounce back after that tough loss to the Jets. And then to get a part of the late action, give me the Packers there. 2,400 defense against the Cowboys. So that's Justin Fields, Barkley, Jamal Williams, Claypool, Diggs, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cole Komet, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Packers, D. And that is your early Tuesday look here at this main slate over on DraftKings from your good buddies over at the DFS Streamer Podcast. Make sure you follow us, and you can join that the, the contest that we put on each and every week. It should be connected to the pinned tweet over on the FI Today with a little underscore Twitter handle. All right? You can do that. Great job, Pierre. Thank you so much for taking the time to be able to do that. I hope you feel better, bud. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, whatever you do, Fit Fam, make sure you go out and try to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.